Merhaba from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Turkey update from the 21st of March 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. Last week, heavy rainfall in the southeastern region of the country flooded the cities of Adiaman and Sanlirfa. The executives reported that the death toll is at 18. Many residential and commercial buildings were damaged and undergrounds flooded. The rain also affected life in the tent and container camps built for the earthquake victims in the area. Reportedly, floods swept away a container, killing two. Four others that were in the container are still missing. On Thursday the 16th, the city's governorates closed down the schools in the two cities. Kamal Kalich Daralu, the main opposition Republican People's Party leader and the main opposition alliance's presidential candidate, blamed the government for the losses and damages to the cities. He said that a well-managed country would have resilient cities and added that whoever was responsible for the shortcomings had to resign. However, the Shanlurufa municipality said that it had no responsibility in this disaster. Speaking of the floods, recall that the water levels in dams continue to drop and Turkey might face a drought problem in the near future. Vahit Kirishca, the agriculture and forestry minister, pointed out the death and devastation of the floods and added that on the other hand, the soil got water and water levels increased. Many criticized how insensitive his remarks were and how he didn't care for the lives lost. Moving on. On Friday the 17th, during the broadcasted Extraordinary Summit of the Organization of Turkic States, President Erdogan scolded Mehmet Mush, the trade minister and the deputy head of the ruling Justice and Development Party, or AKP, for his signature, which is a simple M with circles around it. He said, quote, what kind of signature is this? Change it, end quote. Many people criticized this, saying that the president even interfered with the minister's signatures and compared his regime to a dictatorship. Since we mentioned the AKP, recall that last week, the AKP had a meeting with the New Welfare Party, an Islamist party, about a possible coalition. After the meeting, the Welfare Party shared a list of their demands for joining the coalition, which include a request to reevaluate the law on protecting family and prevent violence against women. The AKP said that they didn't discuss this list during their meeting. However, some executives from the Welfare Party said that the AKP already accepted the requests. Derya Yanik, the Family and Social Services Minister, said that the law was vital for the well-being of women and that it will continue to exist. Similarly, Ozlam Zingin, the group deputy chair of the AKP, slammed the demands, saying that she could never accept them. Moreover, on Monday the 20th, the Welfare Party decided to reject the AKP's coalition proposition and run with its own candidate, namely Fatih Erbakan, the head of the party. However, the next day on Tuesday the 21st, the Supreme Election Board said that Erbakan's candidate application had missing documents. He has until 5 p.m. Tuesday to provide the documents or his application will be rejected. The board also rejected three other candidates' applications, Murat Uzan, Chem Uzan, and Hurem Ayaz, citing that they didn't submit their applications themselves but instead used a proxy. Chem Uzan is currently living in exile in France. He sought political asylum in the country after claims that he encouraged a military coup in the early 2000s. Speaking of presidential candidates, Murahem Incha, the presidential candidate of the opposition Homeland Party, also applied for his candidacy. However, a loud portion of the public is against his candidacy. They say that two opposition candidates would divide the votes and lower the opposition's chance of winning. Some also think that Inche gets attention because he's active on social media and follows TikTok trends like dance videos. However, in reality, he wouldn't get more than 5% of the votes in the elections. 
To this, Inche said that he was evaluating the situation for the country's good and that he might back down to support Kalich Daralu if it was what was good for the country. However, a few days later, he said the opposite. He said that they needed to convince millions of people who support him and want him to be a candidate. In other news, on Friday the 17th, Hulk TV, an opposition news outlet, reported that Deutsche Welle, or DW, will shut down its Turkey branch at the end of this month, citing that the Industry and Technology Ministry refused to extend its operation license. Recall that back in June 2022, a court blocked access to DW's Turkish content because the outlet didn't register to Turkey's Radio and Television Supreme Council, or Artuk, which monitors digital platforms. The DW said that it wouldn't register because signing under the Artuk would mean allowing the council to censor their content. Next up, on Sunday the 19th, many groups in different cities celebrated Nevruz to mark the beginning of spring. The Nevruz is also widely celebrated as the Kurdish New Year. During the celebrations, Kurdish groups started shouting pro-Kurdish worker party or PKK slogans and held banners with Abdullah Ocalan's face on it. Ocalan is the prisoned founder of the PKK, a terrorist organization, according to Turkey, that has claimed the lives of thousands of people in the country since 1980. The Istanbul governorate said that the police have detained over 200 people for terrorist propaganda. Some news on the opposition. Last week, Kemal Kılıçdaroğlu, Daralu, the main opposition alliance's presidential candidate, was supposed to meet with the People's Democratic Party, or HDP, a pro-Kurdish party with alleged ties to the PKK. It was a controversial meeting because of the HDP's ill reputation. However, on Friday the 17th, the HDP announced that they postponed the meeting. Many questioned the reasons for the postponement. Some even speculated that the two parties canceled the meeting because of conflicting ideologies. Journalists asked Kalich Daralu why his visit was postponed, and he told them to redirect the question to the HDP. The HDP later revealed that the party's executives were visiting the cities affected by the floods, so they had to reschedule. On Monday the 20th, the two parties met at the Grand National Assembly. After the meeting, Kalich Daralu said that the two parties shared common ideas about income equality, establishing a social state, and preparing for climate change. Kalich Daralu also mentioned that the government appointed mayors a common problem in Kurdish-majority regions. Normally, the public elects the mayors. However, the government often removes the elected mayor and appoints its own trustee mayors. Kalich Daralu said that this was against democracy. He further added that any issues about the Kurdish people has to be resolved at the Grand National Assembly, implying that their issues should become a topic of conversation. And to end this edition, some local news. The residents of the Fenerbahce neighborhood in Istanbul reported that during the last week, they found tens of dead cats in their neighborhood. They've also said that many cats they regularly feed have suddenly gone missing. Upon this, the police have launched an investigation into the matter. They took samples from deceased cats to determine the cause of death. The residents suspect that someone has poisoned the cats. And that's it for this week. If you don't know, Rorschach has a newsletter on Substack, so check it out. It comes out rarely, so you won't be flooded with emails, but it will tell you a bit about what's motivating all this. Link in the show notes. Tell us your hopes and dreams at turkey at rorschach.com. Hasta kalin! Hasta kalin!